Okay, hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Poor Charles Style. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me this week, I've got Dylan, Nick, and Sarah. Hey everybody, how you doing? Hey, hey. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Oh, we've got a little bit of news this week before we jump into our critical cases. Uh, word on the curb is that strike material will officially end on December 19th, and our full writing team will be back. Are you looking forward to the pivot back? What are your thoughts? Mm. Uh, cautious. You know I'm, I'm not cautious. even optimistic. I can't <laughs> even say optimistic. I'm cautious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna hold y'all. Um, the only noticeable difference for me was like pacing picked up on stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's that it. was it. That's a big thing, but yeah, there wasn't there really wasn't that much of a difference. Anything and I think there was nothing too major. And I think maybe the scenes might be longer because a lot of times GH scenes feel very short and choppy. And I think they might have mm. elongated some scenes. Yeah. That also could it's also like I feel like it's factors into pacing. Yeah. Yeah, like it's we shall see because like people talking about something that just happened in story recently and like oh my god I can't believe they messed this up and I'm like well their bosses did it before too so like yeah. it's just <laughs> every, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about <laughs> I, yeah I think I do too the alleged rewrite of a story that we watched play out Ah, they yeah. literally did that in the middle of the hook story. Yeah. And acted like we would not notice. Probably oh, afraid we wouldn't. But, though they should know us better than that since they apparently, rumor has it, seem to rewrite stuff because they we figure it out too quickly. Stop doing that. Like, just, <laughs> just make it good on the way there and we won't care yeah. about the ending. You don't have to rewrite it. I guess they think if we figured it out, they were too stupid, so they have to change it. Well, that's their business. Mm-hmm. If they're too stupid, that's not on me. I'm, you can't be that. Like That would be like Game of Thrones deciding that Jon Snow wasn't who he was because people figured it out. Like right. Just make it interesting and we're good. Because we read like, the, the books. Journey- Yep, the journey to getting there was still very compelling. It's, we don't need the story to change because we know the ending. We just need the story to be good. I'm, I, I guess I'm okay with our writers returning. Um, like, I was good with the strike writers when the material started because, like, the show felt different to me but in these last couple of weeks I've been very frustrated so I'm kind of ready for the change back so we shall see where things go yeah like I kind of I wish I could say I'm ready for a change because it doesn't feel like much has changed like they're still doing weird shit they still have certain characters propping certain characters they still like they just still are making the same choices I believe Chris and Dan would make. So I'm not getting a too excited or too antsy. I'm just cautious. I hope they had a refresher 
hope they took their vitamins and I hope they, <laughs> they, they, like hope they refresh their story bible because I need stories to be coherent and consistent and who and just stick to the story what you start with needs to be what you end with don't randomly pivot because you think we figured it out yeah or if you're going to pivot at least make it good make it make sense yeah yeah, because the pivot doesn't make sense and it's so underwhelming completely underwhelming yeah but with that we can move into our critical cases First thing on the list is the truth about what happens to Anna's house is finally revealed. And it turns out Charlotte did not actually set her house on fire. Um, Pikeman did, or a representative from Pikeman? Jameson, Jameson Forsyth. Yeah, the Forsyth. Well, I think we, we, we were sure that um, Charlotte didn't set it on fire. I think we mentioned yeah. even on the podcast that the fire is maybe a little bit too sophisticated for Charlotte, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, my biggest issue with this storyline is we've never met this man. Yeah, that's like <laughs> we we were we were told about him. They've discussed him a lot, but we've never met him. Not through flashbacks. Not someone we and his body disappeared. So like. Is he? I'd be okay if he's actually alive, and we're going to meet him at some point. But creating a big bad that we never get to see, and then killing him off before we get to see him is a little weird. Yeah, and um, I'm just gonna say it now: fuck Valentine Cassidine. Oh yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah. I was hoping I... Anna would slap him again. I wanted him to punch it. I wanted her to punch him in the balls. Like just you know, or roundhouse kick him in the balls. Doesn't matter. Because she's completely valid in everything she said in regards to Charlotte. And then he has the nerve, the unmitigated gall to get mad at her. Like, please, please kick rocks. It, it, you can tell like he's very like in over his head and I I never thought I'd say that about Valentin but considering how he grew up and who his biological parents are and how he was raised him not having a clue how to handle a child that's spiraling clearly makes sense like he does he doesn't know what to do and he thinks just he thinks being supportive of her is enough but he I don't think he I think he's afraid to touch the subject of you were wrong because he wants to blame everything on Victor and Victor didn't give her specifics she poisoned he may have poisoned Charlotte against Anna but Charlotte choosing to go go after Anna the way she did was Charlotte's choice yeah and Anna did say that as well and when he yeah. said he was proud of her, oh, I remember what it's like to hate this man. <laughs> he's, yeah, he was. He's 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 coming off as delusional as he was when we first met. Yep. Him. 
and it didn't it didn't upset me because it didn't surprise me i'm like this is this is valentine like he's not unhinged crazy he's just very delusional he's he's saying this is one thing and it this is what it is and we're clear that there are nuances to the situation he's acting like there aren't well he's a castadine man at the end of the day yep. <laughs> yeah yeah I was like, I, I remember being so concerned that the strike writers were going to ruin Spencer and Trina's momentum. And I was so focused on them not doing anything to ruin Spencer and Trina that I did not see them dismantling Valentine and Anna coming. I was completely blindsided, but damn, have they done a good job of dismantling them? Because I don't know how Valentine and Anna work their way back from this. That's what I was going to ask. Do we think they come back from it? I don't think, I don't know if they can. I, but I know, I think they probably could be friends again, but I know he has to face the music with Charlotte. Yeah, he needs to live in reality because because that's his baby girl. He's just not seeing reason at all. Yeah. He never does, and that's why he's always needed like a counterpoint when it comes to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those rephrase he's... a counterpoint with sense because Nina's not the one. <laughs> that that <laughs> no, literally, yes. But that's also like, not a counterpoint. She would enable his viewpoints. So yeah. that's not yeah. somebody who would fight yeah. against that. He's always needed yeah. someone to balance out his worst parental instincts because his parental instincts are to coddle and protect. Uh-huh. And nine times out of ten, that does more harm than good. Yeah. He's always uh, needed someone to be like, she can be accountable. It, it's okay for her to be held accountable for the things that she does. He's never going to be that dude. So he he needs a partner that can kind of talk some sense into him because he, yeah. he comes around to reasonable when, when like when Alexis talks to him, when Anna talks to him, he usually gets back around to reasonable. The problem is when he's around people who enable his worst instincts, he just digs in and goes full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Nina be doing. Yeah, that's exactly who Nina is for him. I'm looking at the canvas. Who else could they put him with? Can't find anyone. <laughs> I feel like they're going to be pivoting back to Valentina and Nina once the SEC of it all fully finally comes out. I, oh, I hated them together. Oh, I hated them I together hated too. Them together. Lulu, wake up! I don't want him and Lulu together. I'm just saying Lulu needs to come get her child. Yeah. Or just tell us that's not her child. Like, I'm, I'm good either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Nina seem like a disaster waiting to happen. Because the good thing about Anna is Anna is such a well-defined character on her own that she can be single. She didn't need mm-hmm. to be with anybody. Yeah. I mean, they could they could leave him single and have him trying to figure out how to be a good father for a minute before they usher him into a new pairing. Yeah. Valentine doesn't seem like the guy who does single very well. Oh, at all. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's an option. 
it would but i think it would kind of force him to look at charlotte and be like damn what the fuck did you do like it would force him to take a step back because he admitted like he didn't want to tell anna anything because he thought anna would leave him so he he's obviously does not want to be alone romantically but maybe he has to be right now I think that was less him not wanting to be alone and more like we got to be. I know we have all like joined the Vanna fandom, hopped on the train, like, listen, 10 toes. I love them. I do. But let the record show. We remember how this started. Yep. (laughs) And that is less him not wanting to be alone and more the fact that he has sees our phase on levels of obsession when it comes to Anna Devay and always has mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my my thing is and Anna mentioned this as well what made him think she would leave him Anna's not the t- Anna's not irrational if he had told her she would have said okay we need to come up with a plan let's yeah. figure this out let's try to help her like, we talked about he's this been on the with podcast Anna, though He's been with Anna for what two years now, maybe more. Like, I don't even think it was Anna. It's just his dysfunction and insecurity. Yeah. Then Kessadine men need head Yeah. (laughs) But we talked about it on the podcast a couple times that Anna would absolutely remove herself from the situation if she thought she was harming Charlotte, and I think that's what she would. I think. But, I but think she would she still would try, try to help, to help him figure first. it out. Yes. Yeah. I think she would try to help. Before, I think removing herself would be the last resort, but I think she would have tried to help first. Yeah. Even if she removed herself first, she would still be like, okay, let's try and figure something out. But yeah. what made him think, yeah, Anna's going to break up with me if I tell her? Like, obviously, he has some deep-rooted issues that he needs to de- deal with. <laughs> Oh, child, these Cassidine men. <laughs> Only God's strongest soldiers can be with those men because it could never be me. <laughs> it could never be me. Yeah, I'll pray for my sister, Trina. <laughs> yeah, they, mm, Cassidine men are, they're, they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, they definitely are do we have anything else to add on this or do we want to move on to the next headline hit him again Anna <laughs> <laughs> agreed uh, well it seems like the truth about Pikeman was staring us in the face the entire time and Pikeman is not an actual person but a company well we knew that didn't we yeah, we knew that but i still think pikeman is a person i mean there's someone that runs the company yeah i think there's yeah. still a top dog we have yet to yeah i don't think because... there is because really don't? no no because <laughs> if he's running the wsb He's run. He's he's doing that to facilitate the whole arms dealing thing 
with Pikeman, and there's a reason that he's also like making sure that Robert doesn't see him. I think, think he's 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 the, he's, he's the dude. I think that's yeah, what it I, is. Yeah, I thought that too. He he definitely made sure Robert did not see him. And but, I didn't know if that was the, the WSB, WSB of it all or if they were going to try to say something else. But I don't no, know. I did think do, of that. Do, does Robert know that he's the new director? Because I don't think they know who the new director for the WSB is since they took Frisco out of the role. Yeah, but they he they do because they had to be debriefed after the whole Greenland thing. Yeah, because he's the reason Victor's mm. boat went boom. Okay. I wonder if he I wonder if he goes by one name and he has a different name that Robert would know him by. Possibly. Cause when Dylan said it to, like when when Dylan laid this out to me in the group chat. Yeah, because I like my brain is very literal. Y'all know this. So I was waiting on Pikeman to show up. I thought we were getting a Pikeman the same way we got an Alcazar, the same way we got a Ruiz, the same way we got a Rivera. I was waiting on, I was waiting on Pikeman. And then I realized, <laughs> no, Pikeman is just, they're, they're, this is just the name of like the corporation. And like Sunny saying it so many times in that one episode really drove it home. And then the fact that that guy is making like such an effort to make inroads with Carly. It's just, mm-hmm. and then the whole WSB of it all. Yeah, that I feel like he's the dude. He doesn't give big boss energy, but I feel like he's the big boss. I told you he gives big bitch energy. <laughs> I will say. Laura Wright be having chemistry with these people because I was intrigued, not gonna lie. Okay, I have to intrigued at the potential. I know it's not going to be, but I like the chemistry that they have between each other. I have two questions about this man. One, does he remind anybody else of Roscoe Bourne? Because he's been reminding me of Roscoe Bourne since he walked into Kelly's. He looks a little bit like him. I see it. Okay, ask my first question. Uh, no, not for me. <laughs> Second question. We are are we all in agreement that the Australian deal that Ned is having a hissy fit over that Michael Cinch is with this man? Probably. No. I, would, I would holler because that would be a, that would be that would be AJ levels of fucked upness. Like <laughs> if Michael fucked up that bad that he got into bed in a corporate deal with an illegal I would, I would holler. <laughs> I would. This love would be that. the chickens coming home to roost because he, he hired Dex to spy on Sunny. They were gonna snitch on this whole Pikeman thing, and now look. It would like it wouldn't surprise me personally. Like I don't know if they would ever go here, but like they, Sunny was supposed to be out of the way. Like Sunny was supposed to be obsolete in prison Michael changed his mind so now Pikeman still has to deal with him so they decide well since you went back on your deal this is how you're going to repay me and was like I want in on this on ELQ 
but I don't know if they would let Michael be that like I don't know if they would let someone blackmail him in that way. I think what it what it what it seems like is maybe it was a dummy corporation or a shell corporation and Michael wasn't aware. I don't think they would let him knowingly do that. I would love if they let him knowingly do that because he was forced to, but I don't know if they would allow that. I just want to say I am very underwhelmed at the whole pikeman of it all. I'm, I'm not. Like I'm okay Me if either. this is the if this is the guy, I'm okay with that. Um I I do I'm not always okay with the subtleness, but I'm kind of okay with it here because it's clear he's hiding from Robert. He's making inroads with Carly. It's clear that he's planning something. So I'm in, I'm more intrigued than anything. I'm, so, I'm I'm glad we finally have a face or some a face to the to the business. And I was also shocked as hell when he said he's director of the WSB. I said, wait a fucking minute. Like, wait, what? <laughs> that I was will... the biggest shock for me. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not whelmed at all. <laughs> like, this is... I... <laughs> not on there, not over it. Just not whelmed. I'm not whelmed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not whelmed. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. And I think like part of the reason is like with this in particular, with the characters involved and like the entities involved, they have so much history that they could have pulled from. Yeah, I, I don't know. True. I don't know. Kangaroo Jack. I have no <laughs> like I ain't got he's I have no attachment to him whatsoever. And it I don't honestly, even know his name. It honestly yeah, just. Yeah, what is his name? It Brandon, honestly just feel Brennan. Yeah, allegedly. Brandon. I don't Something. know. That's but that's a WSB man. This may be named forty five. We don't know. <laughs> that part. <laughs> we don't know. It, now someone did suggest like, what if he's Jerry Jacks with a new face? <laughs> you know what I? What I actually thought was, what if? I mean this is a stretch for the type of person he is but i actually thought what if Jax is setting up sunny but Jax doesn't have the balls to do that and they'd have to recast Jax, and i don't think they care because angle's not coming they're not going to bring that man back no no the what i will say though i think the one thing that was kind of interesting to me because of the whole wsb angle is now i'm back to thinking that curtis was the target all along why why because the wsb was courting him weren't they yep and he got involved Ooh. in the greenland stuff mm -hmm. and they were trying to recruit him for the w oh and curtis uh he was involved with the Cyrus thing, and we know that Cyrus has something to do with this. And Miss Wu yeah. was encouraging him to take the WSB deal, wasn't she? So. Hmm. See, this would be interesting if they can wrap it up nicely. But I, I don't even give them. <laughs> I don't think they will. 
There are so many threads that have been wrapped around and turned into a rat's nest that I don't even know if they could make this come together seamlessly. I mean, the the threads are there. They just have to thread them and do it well enough that we can follow it. Because technically, we still don't know what the reason for the shooting was. We we assumed it was Anna. We assumed it was Sunny. We thought Curtis was an innocent bystander. If it turns out to be Curtis all along, which it could be, I, I feel like I feel like GH is the you know that meme that always goes around when there's like a thousand threads. Somebody's standing there trying to put it all. Yeah. <laughs> But it's always sunny where he's explaining the conspiracy. Yeah. Yep. That's literally the show. I will say they usually do a good job of like pulling everything together in the end. The Mm -hmm. journey there (laughs) is always (laughs) goofy as fuck. But usually when they when they do their big umbrella stories and they pull everything together at the end, usually it uh, you see how we get from point A to point Z. It's just that middle road be like, now y'all know damn well. (laughs) (laughs) Because and I say usually because I will die on the hill that Heather was not the original hook. Yeah. Oh no, she wasn't. She she couldn't have been. She did not kill Rory. Like I'm, I'm gonna die on that hill. So who do we think was the original hook? I don't think they knew. I think that they were just. Mm. I think they were just kind of going as they went along, and then they were like. Heather oh, we was actually the have lead. to make somebody the hook. Yeah, I think she was just the most like disposable option because it's really Fair. easy to get. It's you know she's crazy. She's yeah. killed before or attempted to kill before. <laughs> we can write her off very easily and bring yeah. her back. I mean, and she don't stay in jail. <laughs> like she's she, she, never stay locked got- up. They did so much with that. I think they could have gotten away with us, with the person, like, never being identified. Like, we think it's Heather, but everyone was, and she's like, nah, y'all, it wasn't me. I thought it was Esme. Esme's like, well, I started it out, but it, I didn't finish it. Like, <laughs> what if we, like, never got that? Like, give me some Zodiac shit. Like, <laughs> so we just, we just, we just never know. But they always can pop up again and start doing it again. That's just like that's so crazy. They did but so much I've, with that story; they could have gotten away with that. Yeah, that that story was. I was, I stand on that hill that the Heather was not the. Are you trying to tell me, Brando? You could not fight off seventy five year old Heather. What really, bruh? <laughs> really? I do not feel like I could appropriately comment on that because my bias will show through. So I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, they they didn't have to rewrite the story in the middle like they did that one. Yeah. People were blaming the the scab writers for this. I'm like. When did the strike end? <laughs> yeah, because like, remember, <laughs> remember the day after it ended. 
um, Chris and Dan put out a message saying we're happy to be back, yada yada yada. I think they started meddling immediately. Like <laughs> they were like, "Oh, no, nah, well, like this. Well, no, where you going? We don't care. We're gonna put you back here." <laughs> That's what it feels like. Everyone yeah. like, "Oh, the scabs messed this up." I'm like, "No, Chris and Dan messed this up because this is what they do." Yeah, the moment like, they got the chance to do this without losing their accreditation, they did it. Like, mm-hmm. do y'all, did y'all, have y'all ever watched that old, old, like, HGTV show, Trading, it was an HGTV, it might have been TLC, no, it was called TLC. Trading Trading, Trading spaces. spaces, like, at the end, whenever the homeowners would come in, and you could tell that they were not feeling what was, had been done, and you could see them in their mind, like, yeah, we putting this back. We taking that down. <laughs> I don't like that. Put yeah. that table back over there. Right. <laughs> that's what that's what it feels like. Yeah. Putting stuff back to where they they had it. They came in and said, "Oh, this is cute or whatever, but this is not what we're going to be doing." Like we're going back to the damn surrogacy story that we never wanted. <laughs> oh, I don't I, want it. Well, <laughs> sorry. That's Jump a, that's a perfect segue, actually, because <laughs> unless we have anything else to say on this, the uh, pikeman of it all, we can segue right on into our next critical case, which just so happens to be the story Nick brought up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, no read comment. it, Tony. <laughs> Molly and TJ officially ask Christina to be their surrogate. It's here. It's happening. <laughs> No comment. My bias is aside because let my people go. <laughs> <laughs> but like my bias is aside, the scenes were good. They, really they were, were cute. Yeah. They were heartwarming. They were like, like I liked everybody in it. I, I really Which... liked um New Molly. I want to stop calling her New Molly. What is her name? Um, Kristen. <laughs> I think it's Kristen something. Uh. Yeah, Kristen. I like her as Molly. I like her dynamic with Taj. I like her dynamic with Kate Manzi as Christina. It was good. The issue is everything we saw leading up to this was ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, just, that part. Everything was ridiculous. And Molly did say, like, she, once she found out she couldn't have kids, she kind of just rushed into this situation. And I feel like they're rushing into this thing with Christina. Even though they talked about it, I still think they're rushing in because Christina's never been pregnant. She's never had a baby. This is going to be her first child and her first biological child and she's going to give it away. It just, it, it all feels weird. And like, I think because we knew it was going to get here, it was just like, can we just, get there already because we already know where it's going having said that I really did enjoy the conversation that Molly and TJ had leading up to it and let me go ahead and say that I am so relieved that what I thought was going to happen last week that we had a whole discussion on is not happening they are going through with this with full permission I may not want them to go through with this but uh, <laughs> all parties involved have consented. Yes. It's just uh, it's yeah. It was it didn't need to happen, but it's happening and unfortunately no. Uh, we're here. Yeah. Um, 
and the, the actors are doing decent work yeah um, they are they, yeah they just need some consistency they need to air consistently they need consistent points of view across the board we need a consistent molly which hopefully we now have <laughs> i think we're not going to see them for a while now that we've seen them consistently for two weeks i don't think we're going to see them next week that would annoy me um but it wouldn't shock me yeah they just they did so much getting here that it was just like I, that's the reason i don't want it they did so much to get here that didn't make sense and they still have weird shit like molly being this overcome with the fact that she can't have a child that she feels like she's not herself that's not molly like it's the just... weird yeah like i was i think I, I was talking to tony about it what stands out to me and this is why i think that this story has not been well written is that historically as far as like their character history and their couple history this show has gone out of its way to frame tj and molly as this super progressive couple that like is like oh we don't need traditional labels we you know we're that that's not us and yet this super you know i guess you call it like new gen whatever you want to call it like this super progressive couple is now getting this incredibly traditional basic story and mm-hmm. it's to the point yeah. where like someone like Molly is is like almost questioning like her womanhood because she could not have a child. It's weird. It's very weird. And it's very yeah. out of character. For that part. And it's out of character, not necessarily because people don't change their minds or whatever, but because they didn't lay any groundwork to get us here that part because like people can change their minds that's not even what bothers me about this story but when tj i think it was around the time tj and molly had their domestic partnership um ceremony i think they had a conversation about kids or molly talked to someone else maybe to sam i don't remember who molly was talking to but molly said very clearly i don't want to have kids because of the way that I grew up in the things that I saw. Um, and again, people can change their minds, but she was very firm in that conviction. And I would have liked for us to see a journey to where now she's all of a sudden questioning her womanhood because she can't have kids because Molly didn't want kids. It would have been nice to see the journey to them changing their minds. And they even had like a perfect setup to get them there because I know they don't play into it anymore. But Michael and Molly were really close once Mm -hmm. upon a time. TJ and Willow are friends. They could have had TJ and Molly like stepping in and helping take care of the kids, you know, that sort of situation. Because that's what people do when somebody in the family is sick. And then through caring for Wiley, you know, caring for Amelia, them being like, hey, I could actually do this. You know, maybe this family, maybe we took 
you know, kids off the table a little too soon. Yeah. Yep. That would have been so good. Oh my god. Like there are there were ways to get them here that don't feel so out of place. Field. Yeah, it just yeah. it it all feels very weird. And I don't that's like one of my biggest hurdles with this story. Also, this is probably just a me thing, but I don't know why they do this specifically with young characters when every woman over 40 gets pregnant and there's no questions asked, even when they have prior health issues. Because they did this with Lulu. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, why? Like, couldn't have just, couldn't have just been an unplanned pregnancy? And they found out too late, so Molly couldn't terminate the pregnancy. And then they have to figure out going forward what is our life going to look like when we did not plan for this? Molly's never wanted yeah. kids. Like there were, there were things to do to get them to a baby that was still filled with drama and still in character in and played character. into the history that you've established for them. Yeah. Like I- Molly could be like, I didn't plan for this. My career is just getting started. TJ's like, well, I didn't plan for it either, but I'm happy. And that's that's the conflict they're not on the same page about the fact that they're having a baby and they can't stop it because that happens all the time it just the whole way that they got them here i don't I, mm. gh and their baby no. babies yeah it's weird yo it's 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 a problem and, it, and it's been like that for literal decades i mean my earliest memory of it and I only go back to the show from 2004, but my earliest memory of it is Sam. They made her story all about having a baby. They did it with Lulu. They, they kind of did it with Bobby, like when she jacked Lucas. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, well, I mean, she did. She, she was a statement. <laughs> listen, listen, Bobby found out who that baby belonged to, and she was like, well, too bad for her. This is <laughs> mine now. I think like, did they... <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Bobby had also had like a miscarriage that led to her not being able to have. Yep, children she anymore, had a right? mis. Yeah, she and she had a hysterectomy, was, so she could not. It was because of yeah, it was because of the abuse. Right. So that in in my mind, that that's very logical. Yeah, she, listen, she, I'm not she, hey. <laughs> Bobby said Bobby was like, I may I ain't gonna be able to have a baby right now, but I'm gonna get somebody. Like, <laughs> okay, she she was on her Denzel. I'm leaving here with yeah, I'm something. leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. But like, I get it. Like I like that. Cheryl, you, you you just gonna have to keep warning, sis. I don't know what else we <laughs> logically my brain connects with that because i'm like i'm pretty like i know bobby had a miscarriage because she was in an abusive marriage so her still wanting and longing for a child makes complete sense and her being desperate enough to snatch up somebody's baby makes sense we've gotten nothing to get to here with molly yeah yeah and that's pretty we we didn't have pregnancy scare like we just That's that's been my, my biggest gripe about the story that very early on, like 
it's just so out of character for Molly. I would have liked for at least for them to have a conversation about, okay, maybe do we want kids now? Because it's always been no, but we got Molly's potential pregnancy scare. And then it was, oh, actually you're not pregnant. And then it was, well, I really wanted the baby. I've always wanted kids and that's not the reality of it all. How do you think Alexis is going to feel about this? She's going to say, uh, I think yeah. this is a good idea, but I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to do what she always do, buy her business, but give you a side eye every once in a while. <laughs> She's probably, she probably going to be watching Christina like a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. She's got, honestly, Alexis's best bet is going to have to be letting Sunny be the voice of reason on this because Alexis can tell Christina the sky is blue and water is wet and she'll <laughs> want to argue with her. Yeah. How do we think Sunny is going to react to this? Um, See the thing. Okay, here's the thing with with Sunny. And y'all y'all know that I'm not like his biggest fan. But when it comes to certain things, he is very reasonable. Like that whole conversation he had with Spencer, when Spencer was like, I'm going to sue for custody. And Sonny was like, you and who? (laughs) 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 And he had like a very rational, reasonable, you know, conversation where he was explaining like fatherhood and responsibility and like are you sure that you're ready for this like it's not just money you know so I feel like he's going to have like a very reasonable have you thought this through are you sure that you can you've never even had a child of your own like are you sure you're going to be able to give up the baby Right, like once you give birth, because that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we saw that with Maxi and and Lulu. Yep. So I think, I I think that he will be like very gentle with her, but also very realistic. Somebody has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that she's like gonna she listen to. That she yeah that she's gonna listen to. Because Alexis can come with all the the logical, rational, reasonable arguments and, and say them in the gentlest, most supportive way, and she will not hear her. She'll be like, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's not going to hear it from Alexis. Is there any part of this story that you're looking forward to now that we are here? Not a bit. No. No. N- not one. I was going to say okay. it's me seeing TJ as a dad, but it's a, he's a dad with Christina, technically, because, like, that's... <laughs> why is she involved? And I like Kate Manzi as Christina. I just don't... Why does she have to be involved in this? Like, why? I don't, I don't trust them. I wanted a story about TJ and Molly, not TJ, Molly, and Christina. Not Molly and Christina and sometimes TJ. Like, that part. <laughs> because I'm going to be real. I'm probably in the minority with this. I think we're only getting the POV we're getting for TJ now because of the scab writers. I don't think we're going to get it under Chris and Dan. Probably. You're not wrong. The scab writers gave Trina more POV than Chris and Dan ever did. So it's safe to assume the same is true with TJ. 
like I, I'm I'm enjoying what we're getting. Like him venting to Portia, him it and it clearly affecting him at work or like the stuff with him and Mason and um I'm gonna say Franco and Austin. Um <laughs> like we're getting <laughs> we're getting <laughs> we're, we're getting his point of view more consistently. And I know for a fact that wasn't happening under Chris and Dan. So like it seems like somebody whatever ghosts are in the writer's room right now are like, oh, they like <laughs> Taj. So they want to, they want to write for him right now. I don't see Chris and Dan doing that. And that's what's going to make me nervous, especially heading into this story that I didn't want in the first place. Now let's just hope that GH surprises us in a good way this time around. We're here. We don't want to be here, but I am going to hope for the best because that is my default setting. Does anybody else have anything they want to add before we move into our last little critical case? I don't know if I can hope for the best. I'm just going to hope for nothing too offensive. Right. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. I just want to <laughs> step over it. <laughs> Please don't get under Free it. Free TJ. <laughs> I, I'm always there if we're going to do that too. <laughs> Child, Christina can miscarry too. I don't care. Like, yeah. that's, that's... I don't want Christina to miscarry. Where's Christina. a puppy when we need it? I, the only reason I'm afraid of Christina miscarry, like, I, if they're going to do this and she gets pregnant, I need this pregnancy to to take and go all the way through because the one thing I do not want. Is TJ and Christina sleeping together in order to get a baby? I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I don't, don't think, want it. I don't really think that's an option. I'm gonna be real because I think she's more into women, and I don't think that will ever cross their minds. And that's not moving me either. I don't. I don't Christina want it. Well, actually, I do like them. <laughs> I do like them. Um, I'm not, I want to like them. I'm just... I think I'm I'm with Dylan where if Blaze was tied to... You know... Like, like if she was a Rivera or an, an enemy of Yeah, that would... Then I could be invested. As we speak, I do not give a fuck. I mean, they look good <laughs> together. They're pretty. But... I want to be invested and nothing. Yeah. I want, I'm over the singing shit. I'm, I'm open to seeing what they can do with them. I just don't have high hopes for, for anything they're going to do. Yeah. Well, Granted, I, I know people wanted her to be Lila Ray Alcazar, but I'm, I'm relieved she's not because she's definitely too mature to be Lila Ray. When she actually gave her full name and it didn't ring any historical bells, like even like if she wasn't an Alcazar, like it wasn't a name that was used in GH's past, I was a little disappointed. Not gonna lie. Actually, the Ramirez name, <laughs> this would be a random ass connection, but that was, um, what's her name? Felicia's grandmother's name was M Ramirez. Her last name is Ramirez. Really? And yeah, that's her name was Mariah 
Ramirez and she married someone she married someone with the last name Cummings that's how Felicia's last name is Cummings but remember a few years back when Felicia left town to take care of that relative of her grandmother's yes I mean if they wanted to they could tie her in that way but that would be so random but that's the only Ramirez I could think of off the top of my head Yeah, that was a little um, underwhelming for me. But moving into <laughs> our last critical case, um, Esme moves out and Spencer says goodbye to Ace. I'm glad they have to stand up. There I'm is a bomb in Gilead. Honestly. <laughs> Thank God. Cry, make, cry your tears, Spencer. Don't nobody give a damn. Get that baby out of the house. <laughs> But the the one thing that made me roll my eyes is like Esme was complete like was in the scenes with Laura. Esme was like talking about all this stuff about how she's scared to be on her own, and it just felt like she was hoping that Spencer would stop her, and she's pissed that he didn't, and now has to go live on her own. I I don't know like this. The whole scene with him talking to Ace and her standing behind him and watching, like, giving this longing look. I was like, oh, it's so cute. It's so sweet. And I'm like, what's the story here now? I'm like, <laughs> like, is she obsessed with him? Yes. Okay. But what's what are the writers trying to communicate? Does she really care? Because I don't think she ever really cared about him. She never like, did. No, so, not ever. So what are they trying to tell me? Like, what's the what was the point of her saying? Like, she didn't need to be in the scenes at all. He could have just been talking to A. She could have been in the room packing and then came and got the baby. Okay, but they do, they do things even, with her and it bothers me. I did not even <laughs> know she was in those scenes until you started talking about it right at this moment. It annoyed me yeah, because was I was pissed off. Him. I'm like, go the fuck away. Like, let him have a moment <laughs> with his brother. That's <laughs> <what> <laughs> Like you're taking the baby, we get it, but go away. Stop acting like you care, you because you don't. And that's my thing too. Like we know that Nicholas Chavez is going to be leaving soon to go film um, for Netflix. So what is Esme's purpose once he goes? Because they've always centered Esme's character around Sprina. One half of Sprina is going to be gone. And the other half has no reason to ever speak to her. Exactly. So what is her purpose now? Well, her purpose has been obsolete for a while, but they just won't let her ass go. Yeah, but she's been around as angst for for Sprina because of the baby. But, but once she's Nicholas really Chavez leaves up. and they have to they have to write um Spencer off for however long like what is going to be her actual her actual purpose I feel like we may end up with temporarily writing her out too and they're going to end up doing like an an Esme kidnap Spencer thing as his exit well I don't think Nicholas needs I don't to come th- kidnap him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think Esme is going to disappear until until like unless 
every poll does decides not to renew her contract next year. Um, I think I do think Spencer's going to disappear. It's probably going to have something to do with Nicholas. What worries me is what they're going to do with Esme when Spencer is gone. Because I, I hate what they do with her when he's here. But in his absence, what else are you going to screw up? Her, I mean, like, I assume her memory is going to be coming back at that time. I don't, I don't because even know. Even her point. memory being gone for so long, like, what is it serving? Nothing. That's the thing. Like, you could you could make a point with the Eddie Main stuff. Oh, they're holding his memory stuff so he can expose Nina, even though he didn't. Like and that, that was, was the rationale done. we had. <laughs> what's the what's the end game with her not having a memory right now? Yeah. Avery's employment. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Honestly. Store for story purposes. There what, is none. In story. Like, what's the reason <laughs> she doesn't have a memory? Like <laughs> she not only that, why are you not trying to get it back? That part. Because, like, it's 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 giving we we started the situation and we don't know how to stop it, but we also have no intention of stopping it. And, like, then let her leave. Let her go. Let her and that big-headed baby go somewhere. He's adorable. But he can be cute at the house. Like, just... <laughs> Um, I don't care. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm not trying to give y'all new ideas. She can go. That's where I'm at with it. The Trina and Spencer seemed really nice. They were. I, I liked that, like, he let it happen and, like, Trina was there to support him. When she said, I'm so proud of you, I melted. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, he he's even the broken clock is right twice a day. He he did the right thing because <laughs> he he needed to let it go. And it sounds like, based on what he said in his scenes with Trina, that he realizes that she was right and that this is going to be better for Ace in the long run. And he's not ever going to remember his life any different. It doesn't feel like he's going to tr- try to force his way in where he doesn't belong if that makes sense feels like he's gonna let this go yeah and just be the brother he was supposed to be instead of the surrogate father and i hope they don't double back when chris and dan come back just let it be like we're here it happened on air don't act like it didn't because you know they love to do that too they do they really do Does anybody else have anything to add before we go into making the rounds? No. No. I think we know. Outside of Nicholas Chavez having another Emmy reel, but you know. Yeah, those scenes were good. Yeah. Uh So for making the rounds, I've got Finn, Finn continues preparing for his lawsuit. Brooklyn and Chase get engaged. Sunny and Nina fight over his work. Laura and Cyrus talk. Ned continues to sulk over Mike, Michael making a deal for ELQ. Christina and Blaze kiss, and Marshall remembers Curtis's mother. Dylan, why don't you start us off? What is your making the rounds pick? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with 
Laura and Cyrus talking because I just like Jeff Cobar and Jeannie Francis in scenes together. And I'm trying to <laughs> and and Cyrus. I think that at this point, it is very clear that he is not remotely saved, sanctified, oh, like none of that. Or filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> not, not none of it. Uh-oh. He don't know the Father, the Son, nor the Holy Spirit. None of that. But I respect the hustle. I respect the dedication <laughs> to playing the role, but it's funny how like Laura seems to be the person that can kind of get him to admit to things that he doesn't really want to admit to and he I just wants to be loved he really does and it's so weird because it's like dude maybe if you weren't the so way you are be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I don't know like, homie, I don't know, maybe if you had just, like, come to her like a normal person, not put her daughter in a coma, not <laughs> terrorized her friends and family, like, maybe this would have worked out for y'all. Because, I mean, you see, she's opened her heart and her home and her arms to Martin. But you had to do what you did. and And it's funny how, like, in scenes with them, his motivation is so clear. And the rest of the time, he just comes off really like, okay, uncle, the uncle formerly known as Bundles, you're doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when he's in scenes with Laura specifically, he's very humanized. And I yeah. like that. Laura does that for a lot of characters. There's one thing I wanted to add to the making the rounds list that I forgot. And that is that Portia is submitting Curtis for a clinical trial. So Nick, what is your making the rounds pick? Oddly enough, it's Finn continues preparing for his lawsuit and it has nothing to do with Finn. It has everything to do with Alexis and uh, Martin. They're entertaining. Like they're, they're, they're watching Nancy Lee Grand and um, Michael E. Knight bounce off of each other. I'm like, this, I would love to see them go up, go head up against each other in court. Like, th- that's that's who should be leading this story. Should, uh, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a malpractice suit, but let's see the lawyers preparing for it because I don't give a damn about Finn. I don't care about him. He can go to jail tomorrow for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I will say if this if this story leads to Alexis getting her law license back, I will allow it to exist. Otherwise, I don't care. Like those scenes where they were like giving him tough and honest criticisms that made complete sense. Like you can't you they were like you can't just give one word answers. You have to well, no, you say you can't um, you can't elaborate too much. Give be very straightforward with your answers. Don't don't leave any room for interpretation or doubt or them to ask other questions. Be straightforward, be blunt. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. But they were just so good at communicating that that I was intrigued throughout the entire process. I just don't care about the story or the person it's about. Yeah. So, so like if you want to make it like 
<laughs> how to get away with murder type thing. <laughs> you could put <laughs> Finn, you could put Finn in a room somewhere while they're preparing and trying to come up with a case. You can even show the other side with Diane preparing for the case as well. Like they were really good, and I did not expect to give a damn about those scenes, and I did. I'm gonna be real. You just gave me like this is what I would have wanted for Alexis. Alexis should have been white Annalise Keaton. She should be teaching at PCU. Like I want it. That's what I wanted. <laughs> like <sighs> this journalism thing ain't hitting like they thought it was gonna hit. That's what I'm gonna say. Did they even think it they, was gonna hit, or did they just give her something to do because she's employed? Yeah, it just felt like they pulled something out their ass. Well, yeah, like she okay, even if she lost her, her, yep, yeah, she lost her law license. Okay, but she can still teach law. Yeah, you don't have to be a practicing lawyer to be to able teach to it. teach. And they they had all those kids at the school at the time at the um college. Uh, you could have you had you had plenty of material to work with. You just chose this route. Yeah, and even if none of them are taking pre-law you, there's ethics ethics yep. is in everything she could teach an ethics course granted alexis teaching ethics is a stretch, <laughs> hey. but, but, but she would know like those who <laughs> those who can't teach. <laughs> and there is our episode title like there were that was that's what I wanted so bad they could have even done a workplace romance with her and Gregory if they had to do it I still don't see chemistry between them but like I saw more chemistry with her and Martin with them just bouncing off of each other yeah and I think a lot of that has to do with like Nancy Lee Gron is really really good in pairings that are based on like witty repartee like even going yeah. all the way back to Santa Barbara, like Julia and Mason, like witty banter was their thing. And just... the, the scenes with Martin and Alexis reminded me of that. I've never really seen um, Julia and Mason, but I remember you saying that was their, that was what worked for them. And this works so well for Martin and Alexis. And... I would not be opposed to it either especially with the weird okay i know this wasn't on the the thing but like did anyone else's eyebrows kind of raise at those lucy scotty scenes okay i thought it was yeah. just me <laughs> okay i was okay i meant to put them in there so thank you for bringing them up what the fuck was that i conf i <laughs> Uh, I was shocked they were talking about Serena. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I'm like, oh, okay, wait, they what she's are... Serena's mama. <laughs> what that okay, because the thing is one thing about General Hospital, we don't do random conversations. Yeah. Let's, we let's, just don't. And let's remember Scotty and Lucy have been in scenes together a lot recently because they went over to Felicia's for game night. Oh yeah, they did. The are we getting? It? It? I are we getting? I'm about to listen. I don't know what we're doing. It's. I don't know it's if they're. Weird. Yeah, I. I don't know if they're flirting with the idea of putting them back together, or they must be doing something because Ken hasn't gone on Twitter recently to say he's been fired. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> 
that man stays stays telling his business. He's he stays crying wolf. I'm like, dude, you're not going anywhere. He does that every year around the same damn time. Listen. I was in genuine shock that they were discussing Serena. Yeah, because they they have not done that in I don't know how long. I don't think I've ever seen Lucy was. I forgot Lucy was her mama. Quotes. So this is the show. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. (laughs) So I'm just I, 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 like I don't know with like and like the Martin and Alexis vibe because I feel like Gregory and Tracy are going to be a thing. And mm-hmm. so I feel like maybe they were testing out Alexis and Martin and maybe they're testing out Lucy and Scott. I don't know what we're doing. I just feel like we're doing something. I, I, know, I would not hate it. I, <laughs> I like it. And I and I this is someone this is coming from someone who hates Gregory. So if Tracy can make him tolerable and and uh, Martin can make Alexis feel like Alexis again. I'm all for it. Like, all right, Sarah. I, go ahead, Dylan. I, I'm just saying, I don't know where we're going. I just feel like I, I just feel like we don't do random things on this show. So And like, and that's what I, I hope it wasn't random either, because that was his too. Off. Yeah. I was so shocked that he was like, hey, what about us? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like what? <laughs> Hey, big head, remember when? <laughs> it was definitely that. Like, <laughs> hmm. Sarah, what is your making the rounds pick? Um, mine's not here, really. I don't even know if it's worth talking about, but I'll say it anyway. Violet stays in grown folks' business. <laughs> And that really annoys me. Like, please give this child some friends. Because she stays in grown folks' business. Because why is she asking, what's his name? Chase. Oh, well, yeah. Why is is she asking Finn when he's going to put a ring on her auntie's hand, first of all? Next, she's she's telling Chase. She's telling Chase he needs to get back down on one knee so she can see the proposal. That little girl stays in grown folks' business, and I I don't like it. Although, it's... even though I don't like her, I thought she was really cute this week. <laughs> but she she needs to stay out of grown folks' business. It's starting to wear a little thin for me as well. Yeah, it's overkill. So yeah, a, a little goes a long way. I think that she is adorable. I, I, she's I, so cute. I, I, she's adorable. I hate soap opera kids, but the actress is adorable. <laughs> and I just honestly, if we're going to, if we're going to see Violet, I want it to be something that, where's her mama? Why is no one looking for this child's mama? That part. Like, I'm not the biggest. Hayden fan, but it's ridiculous. It's been years, yo. We're just not gonna look for her mom or bring up her mom or none of that. Yeah, it feels like a giant 
gaping plot hole that needs to be filled in. Particularly since didn't Hayden's mother get murdered? That and like, huh? Yep. Like we were led to believe Hayden is dead too, but they've never confirmed it ever. So like. And also, just like at her age, it doesn't make sense for her to not be to not asking. ask about her. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, if we're if, if y'all want to use the baby, use her in some ways that make some sense. Please, yeah. that makes And if you guys want to have random conversations on screen that don't amount to anything, at least let it be that baby asking about her mama. Okay. <laughs> Because, like, if you've ever been around little kids, that's not something that she would just not have any. Yeah, it's it's Christmas. And she's not asking, like, has my mom sent any presents? Has my mom sent a card? Can I call my mom? Like, all she has to do is say, the only thing I want Santa to bring me is my mommy back. Yep. Like it's but just, instead, they have her in folks' business. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's and there, there you would have a story for Finn and Elizabeth that we would actually give a damn about. Yep. Because it so would involve that we both care of them. For. But they don't do that here. I'm just, I'm so tired. Yeah, everything organic that they could do with those characters, they just don't. Because they, they definitely excluded jake and aiden from those family christmas scenes. that part too like where where i, I was guess, looking I around i guess elizabeth didn't give birth forty thousand times because i watched it <laughs> <laughs> she was always pregnant <laughs> like, apparently it's, yeah it's just those were franco's kids <laughs> that's what they act, they act like those were franco's kids it's, she has an organic allergy. They are allergic to all organic things. I I don't like I don't like the way it feels like Liz can either be with her boys or she can be like slotted in with the Chase family. I don't like that. I don't. I don't either. I don't I don't like that. If she can't bring the babies, then then they can be at home making cookies and having their own Christmas. Yeah. The thing is they didn't they have them all together last Christmas? It's weird, right? Because I and also like those are her cousins. So like Yep. Like And we know that Violet not to include them. We know that Violet spends a whole bunch of time with Jake and Aiden because they always bring them like they always reference one or all in all together so it's like it wouldn't be that big yep. of a stretch yeah. that would have been the most logical thing they could have done which is oh we're going to Finn's house for Christmas guys Aiden do you want to bake some cookies Jake I they know you're sad about Charlotte Let me... <laughs> Jake I know you're sad about Charlotte let's I'm gonna let's see if we can cheer you up tonight hey I actually had an idea about Aiden and this baking thing what if they brought in one of the Eckerts and bring back, what's her name? Jenny, for a temporary visit and say, oh, she wants to sell Eckert's Bakery because it's still open. Yeah. And then who's who's a rich relative for Aiden? Like, like someone can buy him the bakery so he can Aiden run Aiden is lucky son, right? 
Yeah, Grandma so he's Laura like, can buy yeah. him the bakery. Yeah, I forgot she was rich, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like, keep that in the family. Y'all keep saying he bakes all the damn time, so like, let him run the family bakery. That would be cool. That was random, but go ahead. <laughs> but that's totally okay. Uh, my making my making the rounds pick also happened to be very random this week, so it fits. Um, Marshall remembers Curtis's mother. Robert Gossett, that is how you pronounce his name, right? Is an amazing actor. And he those are really good scenes. And those are really good scenes. However, why do I care? We've never met this woman. We know nothing about this woman. I do not understand why so much of the week was spent on this when we have never met this woman. Well, technically we have. When Curtis, Curtis was under. Curtis's dream does not count. We have not met this woman mm. alive. Like, I, mean, I like the this, scenes. I did too. This was no, for me, like, this is no different than Sonny and Adela. Like, it's yeah. a character we we didn't meet in present, but they're exploring the character by exploring their relationship with the with the deceased character. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Ugh. No, for me it didn't really bother me because it's nice to see the black characters getting some sort of something with with um what's his name Marshall with Marshall's character the whole misdiagnosing thing again that's something that happened kind of I don't want to say off screen but they didn't really go deep into that we never got a story it was mentioned and then all of a sudden oh yeah I was misdiagnosed and you know that's over um so beyond that we haven't really gotten much development for Marshall so for me it was nice to see something it was nice to know, know something about marshall's past without some random shitty flashbacks um yeah it was i i enjoyed the scenes and robert gothic did such an amazing job so for me i i didn't mind them just because it's yeah, always nice either. when we get some sort of something for black characters because we have to like beg and then we get like the the crummiest of crumbs um, so for us to get that, I was totally okay with it. For us to get the little ornament thing, I was totally okay with it. I think what I, I what I would have liked, because I'm I'm with you, sir. I didn't really mind them, but I feel like, and I'm sure maybe her availability had something to do with it because my girl stays booked. Mm -hmm. But I really would have liked those scenes, like those particular scenes to have been born from like a conversation with him and Stella talking yeah. about her and reminiscing yeah. and like just something to give it a little bit of more of an anchor to the present so you understand yeah. like how we get to this <laughs> you know how we how we got down memory lane because I also feel like um when it comes to Marshall, I feel like Stella is an underutilized part of his story because she knew him before. Yeah. Yeah. And like Curtis didn't really know him before. He, you know, he has memories, but he was a child. He was, you know, he was very young. Like Stella knew who he was. And Stella and is like, our best way to get to know 
who he was then. And and their relationship. Like she saw like their family and their love and their, you know, how that was. And so she can kind of fill in missing pieces. And if they would just kind of talk about that a little bit more and explore that a little bit more, there's I feel like there would be more emotional depth to when we get things like this. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree. Because when I didn't mind the ornament thing. Like the ornament story was sweet, but like when he went outside and then all of a sudden she appeared, like I was so completely thrown off. I'm like, what? I'm so, what would have been an interesting thing to do too is if when Curtis had the dream about his mom, if we kind of saw something of like Marshall having a moment to see her too, so that that could kind of drop a crumb to then pick up later. I just kind of, I don't know. It's funny because it's like Robert Gossett has won me over so much that like I just really want to get to know more about Marshall and like who he is yeah. and and just like who he is as a person not just okay yeah he's Curtis's long lost daddy and he plays clarinet okay cool give me more what else because with those particular scenes it was nice to know that his exit from their life the leaving the way he did affected more than just his relationship with his son Yeah, Mm -hmm. because like he had a woman there that he loved obviously a lot he never got to see her again. Like he came back and saw saw one of his sons, but he, the love of his life is dead. Yep. And he's coming. He's come. He's coming back into this life, trying to build a new life with this new family that he has now. And the person who gave him all of it is gone. So, like, like I liked the idea that he missed out on more than just Tommy and Curtis's childhood. Because they've talked about Irene, but I think we're, I think this is the first time we're actually getting to know more of her. Cause for a long time, she was just kind of like, Curtis is dead mom. Stella's deceased sister. But they don't, they don't talk about um, Jordan's relationship with her. They don't talk about if TJ had a relationship with her. So she was kind of like a figure. And Marshall's arrival or introduction kind of gave us a bit more insight into what the family was after he left. So I'm, I'm open to it. I think, I just think sometimes there are better ways to do it than what they show. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Now we can go into our praise or shade segment. Sarah, are you praising or shading? I am going to praise Jeff Cover. That man had me feeling bad for Cyrus. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> in those scenes, in those scenes, but I mean, his scenes with Ava this week were really good too. But in those scenes with Laura, I'm like, God damn it, why am I feeling bad for this man? And it's because of Jeff Colbert. He killed it. Those were amazing scenes. I mean, 
I did come back to reality and remember who the fuck Cyrus is. <laughs> but yeah, bad for him. And it, it can only be a testament to his acting because, wow, he was putting on a master class. Listen, yeah, that's my phrase. had me in there like, well, this mama ain't got to be so mean. <laughs> and then I had to remember, hold up. He was literally kind of holding this woman hostage. Yeah. She- yeah. She kind of yep. got, she got points. She got points. Jeff Cooper is that good. There's a reason he won that Emmy. And he yeah. deserves another he does, one. I mean, yeah. This was he an is Emmy so good. on its own. He is so and good. did an amazing I, job. Now, he won for guest when he won the last time. So I wonder if he's going to be another one that transitions from guest to supporting. Yeah, probably. I think he got, didn't he get nominated last time for supporting? This man said, watch me work. Take yeah. some notes, learn some things. Yeah. Nick, what what are you praising or shading this week? Um uh, I'm going to praise um the performance, some of the performances we've gotten. Um Taj Bello, Kristen the how do I pronounce it? The Ganos, Kate Manzi, um, Fanola Hughes, and James Patrick Stewart. Like, we've got a lot of really, really good acting scenes in um, this week. And that was, that was probably what kept me most intrigued. Nicholas Chavez talking to the baby. Like, and again, I hate that baby. The character, <laughs> the, the actual, the child actor is adorable. But like, it, we got to connect with characters a lot this week, and I enjoyed that. Even the stuff with Olivia and um, Lois. Yeah. Like, Lisa and Rena just bounce off of each other so well. Like, and when they're talking, like, you feel like you're in Brooklyn with them talking about all the stuff they got into. So, um, like, GH has a great cast, and the storylines don't always represent that but when you give them good material it works every time hell um nancy lee grand and michael e knight like there were just so many examples of actors showing out and i enjoyed it this week so yeah i would say the cast of gh overall all right dylan what are you praising or shading um, I am going to praise Robert Gossett because like I like I said in our, our group chat, this man has completely turned my feelings about Marshall all the way around. And it is solely because of the work that he's done. He's so just, he feels like, that that is like a black granddaddy. Like you watch yeah. him, and <laughs> like you just you feel it. He's just so authentic and so real, and it just it gets you. And he's mm-hmm. so talented. Like he had me in my feels about Marshall and Irene, and I ain't never seen Marshall and Irene. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> like I I we. We have no like 
on-screen connection to their love story, to their characters, but he sold me on it. Yeah. And I just, he did such good work. He he acted down and I just, I loved it. I loved his scenes. I loved his work this week. And I am going to shade and it's kind of a, 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 a shade for something they can potentially do because they mentioned something this week and um, I'm sorry, but I do not want a Christmas miracle that Curtis can walk again. If this, if this clinical trial leads to a Christmas miracle for Curtis, I, I don't really want that. Like, I know he's eventually going to get his feelings back in his legs eventually. But I just, the Christmas miracle, the person can walk again, is just one of those tropes that I absolutely, honestly cannot stand, that I just don't want to see it again. So I am hoping that I can preemptively shade this into not existing, though I know that's probably not the case. Yeah, that bothered me too, because I, I saw it coming the moment they said he couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's either going to be Christmas or New Year's, you already know. Yeah, and then, and, I, and then the time the time frame that Portia said was the reaction time because he she's like oh he was able to walk again eleven eleven days, later. days here here they go here yeah. they go here they go like why like you could have just said oh he doesn't have feeling in his legs right now but with physical therapy he'll be able to make a full yeah, that therapy. part that part but here. Uh, here come the medical show with more bullshit. <laughs> and they do it all the time. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna they're going to do that. And I don't I don't want it. And I know I'm gonna get it, but I don't want it, and I just wanted to take this time to say I don't want it. I, it do we, I don't want it either. Do we have any final thoughts? Free T J. Not free TJ. <laughs> It's oh free TJ God. until it's backwards, okay? Because at this point, <laughs> I just want Taj Bello to have story that's about him, where he gets point of view, where he can show what he can do. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree because this story, nothing about this story has given him much, and. I, th- I genuinely think he's only gotten what he's gotten so far because of the writer strike. And with Chris and Dan coming back, I don't think we're going to be getting much of that anymore because it's going to be about Christina and Molly and their relationship. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? I will take the silence as a no. <laughs> and we, will see y'all. we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.